podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. Today we come to part four of Lesson 30 on the doctrine of eschatology, that is the doctrine of last things. In part four of our study, we are going to see what the Bible says about the opening of the seven seals. These seals bring war, famine, and pestilence on this wicked world. Though all of this happens, we are going to see that the world does not repent, but rather harden their hearts and go right on in their wickedness. We'll get to our study right after this. When we look at our study on chapter 6 to 19, we see that we are dealing with the tribulation period. The tribulation period is the time of the opening of the seals, the sounding of the trumpets, the pouring out of the vials upon this earth. This revelation of Daniel's 70th week, which Daniel was told to seal up, and now John is given the revelation of that, that 70th week. Revelations chapters 6 to 11 deal with the first half of the week, and chapters 13 through 19 deal with the second half of the week. The first half of the week begins with the seals that are opened. The first seal is opened in Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Listen to what it says. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now, the person on this white horse is the Antichrist. He will come and confirm a covenant with the Jews for one week. Just as Daniel was told about, in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27, which says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Antichrist appears at the beginning of the week, not in the middle of the week, as some would claim. He makes a seven-year covenant, which he keeps for three and a half years. This covenant was, is with Israel. It uh, evidently allows Israel to worship God, as they did in the Old Testament, through sacrifices and, and so forth. At the end of the three and a half years, he will break the covenant with Israel. He will demand that they worship him and not the God of Israel. He will attack Israel, making it to be, making it desolate. Then we move on to the second seal, which is open to Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 through 4. The scripture says there, and when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon 
to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. The second horse, the red horse, appears and takes peace from the earth, brings war to this earth. This time of war is the time that the Lord prophesied concerning in Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 and 7. Let's look at that. Let's read it. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. Now, some believe these wars will produce the ten federated kingdoms, over which the Antichrist will become the head. Next, we come to the third seal in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Look what it says. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. When the red horse comes, brings war. The outcome to war is famine. That's what the black horse deals with. And that is famine. This is just exactly what our Lord prophesied in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 7, when he says that nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. No question about it. This will be a terrible time on this earth. Which brings us to the fourth seal, which we read about in Revelation chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. It says, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. When this pale horse of death appears, then we see that hell follows him. This is a time of death and hell having power in this world to kill those on this earth with the sword, with hunger with death, and with the beast of the earth. In other words, some are going to die by the sword, others by starvation. Still others will die by the fact that the beast of the earth are going to attack them. Death is going to have a free hand as God's judgment against the wickedness of this world. The fifth seal then is opened in chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. John sees and hears. Listen to what he sees and hears. When he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, 
holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little while, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. John sees the souls of the martyrs that have come out of the tribulation. These are the ones spoken of in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, where we read, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. They gave their lives because they gave forth a testimony concerning the Lord Jesus Christ during the tribulation. The Bible says they loved not their lives unto the death. They went forth and preached the gospel of the kingdom, which we read about in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. These are going to suffer great persecution, such persecution as we find in Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 through 13. It says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. That's what the Lord said. And shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Notice that the saved are only those that endure unto the end. This shows that the saved of that time will only be those who die for their testimony or remain faithful to their testimony right to the end. The deaths of these martyrs will be avenged by the Lord, which we read about in Revelation chapter 20 at verse 24, where the scripture says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. It's interesting when you look at this scripture, because in this scripture we see the souls of them. Their souls can be seen and recognized in heaven and can wear a robe. The soul of man is man. It's his very life. And that's the part of us that goes to heaven. And the Lord clothes us with a new body when he returns to receive us unto himself in the rapture. Now we're going to look at the opening of the sixth seal in Revelation. This we find in verses 12 through 17 of chapter 6. It says, And I beheld, and when he had opened the sixth seal, lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree 
casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. Notice that there are signs in heaven at this time, physical changes. John goes on to say, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. These are physical changes on the earth. Then we read, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Where is man's great boasting against God then? Gone. And in its place, the fear of God. Notice that these cry out to the mountains and rocks. Funny how they pray to their God nature. Their prayer is fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. Like Adam, man tries to hide from God in nature itself. Or the word, the next words we read in their prayer is astonishing to consider. For in their prayer, they cry to be hidden from the wrath of the Lamb. Man will in that day see what John called on men to see. They will see the Lamb of God, but not as their Savior, but as their judge. We read further that they say, For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? The answer to their question is, none shall be able to stand outside of the Savior. And with all earnestness, I pause to say to you today, if you are not saved, then today behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. See him today as your Savior and Lord. Do not neglect so great salvation. Then let's notice that the Lord's coming will bring physical changes to this earth, just like it brings physical changes to the heavens. This is spoken of in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 through 30, which tells us immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Notice carefully, our Savior's return will not be a thrill to this world and to its wicked inhabitants but it will strike terror in their hearts. Next, we come and find a pause between the sixth and seventh seal. This is the time when the 144,000 sealed witnesses of God appear in the account for the second time. The first time we see them is in Revelation chapter 7, verses 4 through 8. There we read, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes 
of the children of Israel and of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Nephilim were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manassas were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun were sealed 12,000. Of Joseph were sealed 12,000. Of, ben- of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. This scripture identifies these witnesses as male virgins of the tribes of Israel. Not one of them is a Gentile. Every one of these are virgin male Israelites, and they're now appearing before the throne of God. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1, the scripture speaks of them again. Look at it. Let's read it. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. So we know that these are the sealed witnesses of God in the tribulation period that are being spoken of here. During this pause, John sees the blood-washed multitudes before the throne of God. Look at it and let's read Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 17. It says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them, and they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. These are those that come out of the great tribulation. They have endured to the end and are saved, just as Jesus said in the book of Matthew, chapter 24 and verse 13, because they endured unto the end and wash their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Following this pause, 
which we've just read about, the pause before the opening of the seventh seal. In Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1, says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. When this seventh seal is opened, there's silence in heaven for half an hour. Then follows the sounding of the first of the seven trumpets. We're not directly told why this silence came, only that it came. Could this be the silence of astonishment at the terrifying judgments that are yet to fall? That's possible. In addition to the silence, Revelation chapter 8, verse 2 through 4 says, And I saw seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. The first revelation, that of the seven trumpets being given to the seven angels. Then we read of another angel ministering at the golden altar in heaven, the altar of incense that we, that we see in the Old Testament tabernacle. We see that he offers the prayers of the saints with incense on the golden altar. These prayers go up before God. And then we read in verse 5 how the angel takes the censer and fills it with fire off the altar and cast it to the earth. Listen to what it says. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. This sets forth in type the wrath of God falling upon this wicked world. This certainly does not speak of the love of God, but rather the wrath of God. Reject his love today, you will face his wrath tomorrow. Verse 6 of chapter 8 says, And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. So the next events we will witness in our study is the sounding of the seven trumpets. In this study, we have seen the seven seals of judgment that are to come on this earth. War, famine, pestilence, all these are to come on the wicked. We've seen that man doesn't repent of his wickedness, but he just hardens his heart against God. See, this world hates God today and will hate him more in that day. Question, are you ready for the Lord's return in the air to receive us unto himself? If not, get ready. Get ready now, for our Lord will certainly come, just as he promised. Until our next lesson, God bless. This is John Cook again. 
want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. I encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless.